Welcome to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a quick and informative analysis of today's top issues from University of Michigan faculty. I'm running a six-month longitudinal study, and it's focused on how couples who are cohabiting, so living together, how they are coping during this pandemic, and then looking also the long-term, the um, sort of context that they're in, their relationship experiences during this time predict changes in the relationship, relationship quality over a six months. So hopefully in six months, you know, we will be back outside again and we'll be able to see how this has affected sort of their relationships as they return to pre-pandemic life or post-pandemic life, I guess. So I think there's sort of three key questions that I hope to answer from this data. So um, the first would be just trying to understand how relationships are changing as a function of the pandemic. So, you know, a lot of this started as anecdotes from friends or personal experience about how sheltering in place with your partner, your family, spending so much time together, plus sort of the added stress of everything around you was changing relationship experiences. And so trying to actually capture that in a larger sample and look at what's different now. And then the second part is then taking what is different now or, you know, how couples are handling the current time and using that to predict what happens after. So reports out of China started coming out that there was an increase in requests for divorce when the lockdowns there started to loosen. So, you know, in talking with a collaborator on this project about that sort of going back and forth of what is it, who is it that, you know, after they're finally able to go outside and be away from their partner says we're done. And so trying to understand, can we predict, you know, who stays together and who doesn't, who experiences perhaps increases in relationship quality, who, you know, experiences distress in their relationships over time as a function of this sort of unique experience of being stuck together for, you know, weeks or months. And then the third part of it is related to um, just research that I'm doing now looking at concurrent stress in couples. So trying to understand when both partners are under stress, how that sort of experience affects the relationship. You can think of it, it really started thinking um, about, you know, couples increasing it with um, more couples having dual incomes, then you add in kids and obligations, caring for, you know, elderly parents, things like that. And um, hearing a lot of people talk about sort of the stress they're under and the stress their partner's under and feeling like there's just never enough time and trying to understand how that experience is for people and who sort of can survive that as a couple and do well during that time and who doesn't. And so the pandemic has created that situation for I think a lot more people than we're experiencing it before. So we're already seeing in the data that we're collecting that the number of people who report that both they and their partner are stressed is you know, at least half of the couples, whereas in prior data that I've been looking at, you know, it might be a quarter or 10% of the couples who are in that situation. So we suddenly have this potential pain point in which both partners are under stress, but they're supposed to both, you know, be a support provider to their partner at the same time that they need to get support from their partner. And it just seems like a complicated time for couples. And so we really want to try to understand that from the perspective of, of sort of stress and how that affects the relationship and hopefully use that to 
you know, understand that better for future because we're going to have, you know, economic costs, health costs, things like that, that are going to be pervasive for quite a while, even after the stay at home orders end. They're all sort of online anonymous surveys. We have two different samples. One of them, we're using a research-based platform, Prolific, where participants sign up to participate in research studies such as ours, and they just um, complete a baseline survey, and then we're going to follow them up four times over the next six months. So the next follow-up will be um, two to three weeks after the first one, which we just finished, and then at three-month mark and at the six-month mark, we'll check back in with them. And so we have um, close to 500 participants, and I'd say between a quarter and a half of them are couples, so we'll have data from both partners to really be able to look at sort of the unique experience of two people, you know, giving us their information. How does that play out in predicting how things change over time? And then we have a second one that's just a one-time survey that we've shared on social media. And so there we're just trying to get, you know, as much more data as we can from people who are out in the world experiencing this right now. So anyone who's cohabiting with a romantic partner in the U.S. or Canada can just take the survey and then we're going to post some initial results from it on the lab website. Um, and this sort of came about because talking with friends, family, neighbors about the study I was running, they all <laughs> said, oh, that sounds interesting. I want to participate. And they were, you know, really curious. I think it, it happens. We're all going through this and wondering what is everyone else's experience like? You know, am I unique or are other people also, you know, getting more irritated or feeling like life is harder or easier? What, you know, whatever your experience is, you want to know you're not alone. So the goal of this is to just provide some sort of initial data of, you know, what do we see? happening in these samples. I think so. I, I'm still in the Bay, living in the Bay Area and moving out to Michigan this summer. Um, and so we were one of the first places to officially shut down and have people, you know, at home. So I think it's been about six weeks now that I've been sheltering in place with my husband and daughter. And at first it felt like all we were just trying to stay afloat, figure out how to, you know, do school and both work at home together. And make that all work. I could see the changes for myself and how I was sort of navigating this time and very curious what other people's experiences were like. And then when those, again, reports came out of China about uh, couples having an increased request for divorces and talking with a good friend and collaborator of mine, it felt like it was too important of an opportunity to miss. So I will say that my other work has probably taken a bit of a hit in trying to get this study up and running and, and do a good job of it. But it felt like I, I couldn't not have my own data to try to look at and understand and, you know, just really interested in figuring out, you know, how people are experiencing this moment and what that means for the long term in terms of their relationships and hoping, you know, that with that data, we can do something hopefully help people if, you know, it appears that they need help. So, I mean, we'll definitely conduct analyses at this initial time point. Uh, where we asked a lot of initial questions, just having people reflect on 
what's happened so far and how their relationship has changed. So one hypothesis that I have is that this time might be magnifying both the good and the bad in relationships. And some of that is personal experience, again, anecdotes from other people, but also reading a little bit of people's open responses in the survey where it said, they say, yes, we have more quality time together, but also my irritation levels are up. And sort of that just intensity of, of the experience is making everything more pronounced. So that's one thing that I anticipate we'll see. I think we'll see, you know, um, potentially to something a little bit bimodal where a lot of people are saying, you know, it's a little bit of both, but then we have some people who this experience has been great for their relationship. They're, you know, having more time to figure out communicating. They've just been really busy and now they're reconnecting and that's great. And other people who will say, you know, and they'll say, actually, you know, this was great for us. I loved you know, aside everything else going on in the world relationship-wise, this was a really good experience. And then other people where this will really reveal cracks in their relationship and it will be stressful and hard and not being able to get away from your partner really or, you know, take time might be more difficult. So that that's sort of something I expect we'll see. We'll only, you know, only time will tell us if that is the case. Um, and so in that case, over time, we'd expect to see some couples who actually show an increase in relationship quality which is unusual. So usually once people are in stable relationships, their relationship quality tends to be stable or decline over time. But perhaps we'll see this as a moment where they're sort of getting a second honeymoon of sorts. And then other couples who, you know, we anticipate might break up. And we ask in the follow-up surveys if they broke up and if so, you know, did the pandemic contribute to that and, if, and why to try to understand what it was about it that led them to decide actually no you know these are couples who are all long-term living together so breaking up is you know a relatively big deal so we'll be able to track that and see and I, I also think there's going to be other factors so again bringing back in the stress people who are under financial strain who have lost jobs who have multiple family members they're caring for I think you know those are people we're going to see who are struggling because it's just hard when you don't have any extra resources to be able to do well um, during that point, right? And so people tend to be a little more reactive, a little more threat vigilant, see sort of the negatives more quickly. We know this from stress research. So we, I expect to see that will play out here as well. And then um, my, I have a line of research where I look at sleep and how sleep affects relationships. So I'm also asking people about that. And I'm really curious to see how the pandemic is affecting people's sleep habits. And so again, I hear some people who, you know, are suddenly getting enough sleep because they don't have long commutes and obligations that keep them out. But then other people, especially those with kids who are telling us that they're sleeping less because, you know, they're staying up late to finish work or that's the few moments they have with, alone with their partner during the day. And so, you know, I'll be curious to see how um, people's sleep habits are affecting their relationships and if we can see some difference there too, that the people who are doing better are those who are able to take care of themselves, sleep well, exercise, you know, get sort of that basic self-care in. I've heard people talking a lot about sort of the good and the bad and a lot of that being, and I see it in, in the data, this um, sort of heightened irritation levels, which makes sense if you're just around someone else all the time, that it can be hard to not sort of notice those things. And we, as people tend to habituate to sort of, um, especially the good things in our life. So we start to take things for granted. 
And so maybe early on, it's great that you have your partner home with you and they're not going off to work every day, but then over time you get used to that and instead you're irritated by their papers that are piling up around their desk and not getting cleaned up or you know, that they leave their dishes in the sink or some such. And so it's just sort of human tendency that we start to sort of take for granted those good things, but stay a little bit more vigilant to the, you know, low level irritations in our life like that and get annoyed. So I do research on gratitude. I'm really interested in how gratitude, you know, um, helps people maintain high quality relationships. And so, you know, something I think about during this time is how easy it is to take someone for granted and that we could all probably use a little more gratitude, remembering to say thanks to our partner for the things they do and, and look for them. Um, and so in terms of insights, I don't know that I have it, but for, as in terms of advice, I would say, you know, thank your partner for, even if it feels like it's their job, everyone always feels good when they're thanked for what they're doing. Give, you know, the people around you the benefit of the doubt. If you recognize that you're more irritable, you know, you know, your partner probably is too. And so just giving people a little bit of a pass saying like, things are unusual right now. If we're a little more snappish, maybe I can just let it go and not make such a big deal out of it and assume, you know, my husband and I have talked about trying to, you know, assume the best, right? When you, when you find the empty milk carton in the fridge rather than, you know, getting upset at them for not being able to throw it away. Maybe, you know, the kid called and had to run and take care of them or they didn't realize it was empty or, you know, giving, giving benign interpretations as much as you can. Of course, this is all assuming a relatively healthy relationship. I'm not talking about um, serious issues, which, you know, is an important topic that is also becoming more prevalent during this time. I've heard that there's increases in domestic violence, but that I think is beyond the scope of the research that I do. Um, and again, taking care of yourself, getting exercise, getting sleep, giving yourself all of the resources that you can have to help you better cope with sort of the unexpected that goes on around you. Thank you for listening to the Michigan Minds podcast, a production of the University of Michigan. Join the conversation on social media with hashtag UMichImpact.